Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in to Sparky's Midday Madness. This isn't Sparky. You can tell that. Sparky's Midday Madness, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. I'm Toby Altizer, Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass. Sparky's probably decorating his 15th Christmas tree or something like that today. He's enjoying a day off, but instead I'm hanging out with you. We're talking about the Packers, of course. They're coming off a bye week. I want to ask you this. Which role players need to step up the most for the Packers to win a Super Bowl? This Packers team is good. Very good. They should be able to be in the conversation to win the Super Bowl at the end of the season. But the real question is here, which role players do you think need to step up? We know the star power they have. We know they have Aaron Rodgers under center. We know the defense has been one of the best units in the league this year. We, we know that with an offense led by Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance. We know Devontae Adams needs to be big. We know Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. But what do these role players need to step up? Because there's always got to be some players that maybe aren't the big names, maybe the guys that aren't getting paid the top dollar that play a big role in a championship run. Which role players need to step up the most for the Packers to win a Super Bowl? Give us a call, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, or tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. I think you look at this Packers team here, they're, they're number two in the NFC. They come in 9-3. and three. They're coming off a bye week here, going on to take on the Chicago Bears. And they are primed right now as they sit to be able to win a Super Bowl. They are good enough right now to win a Super Bowl. But they're going to get even better when they get some of these guys back. Ryan Wood tweeted out, our, our Green Bay insider tweeted out earlier today that during Matt LaFleur's press conference, Matt LaFleur said potentially... David Bakhtiari, Zadaria Smith, and Jair Alexander could be back at practice this week. There is a chance that they're back. That would be huge for the Packers. You need those guys back. And I think we understand how important they are. But some of these other guys that have stepped up this season are playing huge roles on this team now, and you're going to need them if you're going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. I think one of those guys that you have to give Goody a lot of credit for, too, and I don't even know that you can consider him a role player at this point because he's so big, is Devondre Campbell. And I think when you look at what he's been able to do for this defense, I mean, you brought him in, 
You expected him to play, maybe not even be the starter, but you bring him in, and now he's turned into an all-pro level. And he's playing such a big role that I don't think you can even classify him in the role players anymore. And you get him, if you get Bakhtiari, you get Zedarius Smith, you get Jair Alexander back, it puts these guys that are playing such big roles. Uh, we'll talk about some of these guys coming up. But say you get Bakhtiari back. Maybe Yash Nijman's able to play the swing tackle role or whatever you need him to play. Uh, Rasul Douglas has been playing really well. If you have him as your number two, number three corner with Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander, that defense is that much better. You get Zadarius Smith. You're no longer depending on some of these other edge rushers that really haven't done a great job of getting to the quarterback so far with him being out. You get a guy like that back. It's obviously going to make a huge impact for this football team. I want to look at a couple things on both of these units, the offense and the defense, because I think when you look at this this Packers football team, a lot of people this season would have said, all right, they're going to be an offensive football team. They got 12 back under center. They're going to be led by the offense. The defense is what's either going to take them to a Super Bowl or hold them back because the offense will be good and then that defense is going to be the difference. Well, it's been almost the, the opposite. The defense has been so good this season that you could say the Packers, which I would have never thought in my lifetime I'd be saying, or at least now, that the Packers are really like a defensive football team. Right now, if we look at the ranks, the offense ranks 14th in yards per game at 355 yards. They're ranked 18th in points per game, averaging 23.6 points per game. If we look at the defense... They're seventh in yards allowed per game at 321.7. They're fifth in points per game at 20.2. They're almost top five in the two major categories for defense. That's incredible. You would have never thought that this would be the, the, the anchor of the Green Bay Packers is a defense, but that's what it is. This defense has been playing incredibly well, and it's to the point now where you need the offense to step up and do some things. And we're going to talk about some of these guys that need to really step up because maybe it is just one more receiver. Maybe it is an edge rusher or a defensive end or uh, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, a corner, whatever it is. But another one that we need to talk about, I want to give you a not surprising stat here. Special teams, not great. I was looking to get some of the stats here just to see where the Packers ranked in some things. Not very good. Special teams. They're ranked 30th in kick percentage. They're only making two out of every three kicks. Mason Crosby's in 18 of 27. He's made all of his kicks from 20 to 29 yards, but he's only made four of eight from 30 to 39 yards and then 40 to 49 yards. Four of eight on each of those, and he's made three of four from 50-plus. He has been good at extra points. He's made 31 of 32. That's ninth in the NFL. So, not great. As a kicker, you need to be better there. Let's talk about the return game then. The return game, 29th in kickoff return yards per their average. 18.2 yards per return on kickoffs. How about punt return yards? Even worse. Dead last in the NFL in punt return yard average at 5.9. And then they have four fumbles on top of that on their punt returns, which is tied for the most in the NFL. Not great. All right, so then let's see. Maybe they're better all kickoffs. They're 25th in touchback percentage at 45.9%. Not even half of their kicks go back or end as touchbacks. And then they allow 25.9 yards per kick return, which is 26th in the league. The only unit right now on that special teams that has played well is the punt unit. 
And they're 10th in punt average at 47.8 yards and 5th in net at 44.9 yards. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the role players on this Packers team because I think right now, and this is how I feel about this Packers team, right now I would think they're the best team in the NFL. I don't know if I would put them at the top of a power rankings right now because the Cardinals continue to win, but they weren't super impressive to me yesterday against the Bears. The Bears really stunk it up. They had opportunities to win that football game. The Cardinals really gave them chances, but the Bears just gave it away. I want to read you some of the stats from that game yesterday, and if you can't tell, I'm kind of a stats guy, but the Bears outgained the Cardinals yesterday 329 to 257. They outpossessed them 34 minutes to 25, and they had more passing yards. They ran more plays. They ran 20 more plays than the Cardinals, but the four turnovers from Andy Dalton was the difference. Not all those are on Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, he, he threw some of them, hit Cole Komet on one, and Cole Komet kind of threw it right to Buda Baker, right in his hands. But I think when you look at this Bears team coming into Lambeau Field on Sunday night, this coming week, they're going to need to play some decent football, the Packers are. I mean, they're, they're not going to just walk right in and beat them without trying. I mean, the, the first game that the Packers played with the Bears was relatively close, and then Rodgers was able to run it in and tell the entire state of Illinois and the entire city of Chicago that he owned them, and he does. So let's see, hopefully on, on Sunday night at Lambeau, Rodgers can do similar things. But I think when you look at this Packers team, I think every single week that they take the football field, it seems like they're the better team. It seems like they're the only team out of the entire, really, NFL that every single week outside of week one, I guess, now it's gone on, we're in week 13, 12 consecutive weeks, 11 consecutive for the Packers, where every single week where they take the field, they play well. They didn't play well week one, but outside of that, I feel like they've played decent football and they've had a chance to win. Maybe you can look at that game against the Chiefs and say that they didn't play super well, but they also didn't have their quarterback under center. So I think it's to be expected. But they still held the Chiefs to only 13 points. They had a chance to win that football game, even with Jordan Love. I think when you look at this game that they lost to the Minnesota Vikings, I thought they played well overall. The defense maybe had a poor showing by its standards, but the offense still put up enough points to win that football game. So I feel like every week that the Packers take the field, they play well. That can't be said about Tampa. That can't be said about, and you saw it, that can't be said about L.A., that can't be said about Dallas, but it can be said about the Packers. And so what role players need to step up for them to win the Super Bowl? Because that's the next step. They've been to the NFC Championship. They've been uh, one of the best teams in the league. But now they need to finally get over the hump and win the Super Bowl. And what players need to step up? Let's get out to the phones here. Give us a call, 414-799-1250 here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Let's get out to Mike and cut a hey Mike, what's going on today? Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Thanks Not for taking bad. my call. Um, this this Achilles heel on the Packers team is going to be special teams, like you mentioned before. There were a couple losses that we had with and without Rodgers that um, we could have won if we had only had the extra points kicked, if we had kicked field goals that we should have, which weren't that bad, which weren't were manageable. And um, scoring more probably in the red zone, walking away with uh, seven instead of three. But the, the whole thing, the whole mechanics between the long snapper and the holder and, and Crosby 
they all have to work together. I think if it comes down to any close game, especially uh, here in uh, December and January, if it comes down to one to three points, that's my biggest concern. I mean, the offense and defense, I think they're short up, but you need balance in all three phases. And, and the, the, the weakest link, I think, would be at this point would be special teams and all the different phases of special teams like you mentioned before also. So those have to be addressed and cleaned up really quick because after this season, you're in the playoffs, it's one and done. So you only get one chance to correct things, and that's right now, and you better do it before the second half of the season. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. What what do you think? Are you worried about Mason Crosby? Are you worried more about him as the kicker, Mason? Are you worried about the operation with I think, it's, I think it's a little of both. I think the operations is a little bit uh, faulty, but I also think that that hasn't given uh, Mason Crosby a lot of confidence. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. But when you're all not working together on the same page, this this is this is what you see. This is the end result. So uh, Mason Crosby, I still have all the faith, hope, and con- confidence and trust in It's just that they all need to get together as a unit to get this thing going because, you you know, hey, it's just the same as a quarterback throwing a football. They both make each other look good. you got to throw the ball that's catchable, but then, then again you got to catch the ball. So it's a, it's a team sport in every phase. Yeah, absolutely, Mike, and thanks for the call. Thank you. Um, he, he's 100% right. At some point, Mason's got to make these kicks, but also you've got to help him out some. I thought it was inter- interesting earlier today on 1250 AM, the fan on the Bart Winkler show, Ryan Wood was on, and he talked a little bit about the the kicking operation, and here's what he had to say this morning. Mason Crosby's like the least of their worries on that field goal unit. They don't have a snapper. The holding has been a problem, and their protection's been shoddy all year. Well, what are they going to do about snapper? They can't keep, stick with this guy. That's a great question. You know what? I, I don't know. I, here's a, What's Brett Good up to? They used to just bring him out of nowhere. I don't. I don't think this field goal unit's getting better. I, I think that this is what you're going to see the rest of the year, and a big reason for that is what. What do you do at snapper? Because on one hand, Stephen Wardle is not it. On the other hand, starting over from scratch with another snapper, your third snapper of the year in, in early December, is absolutely not it. <laughs> you need continuity in the field goal operation, and when you don't have that, it's a problem. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do there, and I think they've got very serious issues that are not going to get resolved this season. I think the field goal unit is going to be what it is. Yeah, and that's kind of discouraging if you're a Packers fan because this field goal unit has been terrible, only making 18 of their 27 kicks. And you know the thing with Mason Crosby is I don't mind if he misses kicks, but 30 to 49 yards. That whole range there, you're only 8 of 16. You've missed 8 field goals. You need to be cashing in in those situations. And to only be 4 of 8 from 30 to 39 yards, those are the ones that you have to have. I mean, to put that into context, that's getting down to the 15-yard line and then getting to about the 30 or so. So from the 15 to the 30, Mason Crosby's only making 15% or 50% of his kicks from there. You've got to be better. And whether it's the long snapper, whether it's Bajorquez holding, whether it's Crosby messing up, I don't really care who it is on. You've got to make the kicks. And I'm really kind of getting tired of hearing about the operation. I understand that it's not good. And maybe that's something that we need to talk about here 
with the special teams. And I'm talking about which role players are going to need to step up the most for the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Maybe the role player that needs to step up is Steven Wordle. Maybe the dude needs to figure it out because you brought this guy in and somehow, in some way, Mason Crosby has turned into one of the worst kickers in the league. And I don't know if it's Bajorquez. I don't know if it's Wordle. I don't know if it's Crosby. I'm no special teams expert, but I can tell you one thing. It doesn't take an expert to see that the ball is not going through the uprights when it needs to be, and it needs to be figured out because you don't want to go into the playoffs, which we're not that far away now. We're talking about playoff seeding. We're talking about who's traveling where for the playoffs and who's going to match up with who because it's that time of year now. It's December, and yet the Packers are not sure if their kicker can make a kick if they're in the red zone. If they get the ball down to the 20-yard line, they have a 37-yard field goal. You're telling me that Mason Crosby has a 50% chance of making that? That's kind of discouraging. That does not make you feel good. That does not give Matt LaFleur much confidence. And what it does is it makes you play more aggressively. It makes Rodgers take chances. Some people have said that maybe Rodgers helped his buddy out by throwing that pick to Jamal Adams against the Seahawks in the end zone because he didn't want to see... Uh, Mason Crosby out there possibly missing another kick. I think that's a little a little crazy to say that. Ever since I've heard that, that's all I can think about now. When Aaron Rodgers, you know, throws a pick or something like that, it's like, okay, was that just to help out Mason? Ever since uh, Bart said that, that's all I can think of now. So good, thank so thank you, Bart. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy to think about, but it's really frustrating because kickers, I know they're gonna miss kicks. It's part of the game. Uh, you know, throwing interceptions, fumbling the ball. It's part of the game. It happens. People make mistakes. But to have a guy like Mason Crosby, who's been reliable for the most part in his career, has turned into a place now where you don't even trust what kicks that should be automatic. Extra point length kicks. And he's actually been good at extra points, which doesn't make sense. He's 31 of 32 on extra points. So he's pretty much automatic on those. But he can't make kicks from 30 to 49 yards. It's really disappointing. At least he's made the chip shots. He's made all of his 20 to 29 yarders. Good for him. But you're going to have to figure out this operation. And I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's Crosby. I don't know if it's Wordle. I don't know if it's Bojorquez. But the reality is you do not want special teams being the difference between you moving on in the playoffs or you sitting on the couch watching the next week. Because that it feels like a, a situation where it can be fixable. That being said, if you're the Green Bay Packers, it's really hard to go out and get another kicker because if you look at what Mason Crosby's done throughout his career, you believe that he can get back to a point where you can trust him. And there aren't many kickers who have kicked in as many situations as Mason Crosby has, so no situation's going to be too big for him. And on top of that, it's not like you play in a dome in Green Bay. You play at Lambeau Field. The field conditions aren't going to be great. It's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. And if you put right now were to ask me, who would you rather have kicking a 45-yarder to send the team to the Super Bowl, to send a team to the NFC Championship? Uh, John Doe off the street that can go kick. J.J. Molson off the practice squad or Mason Crosby. I'm going to have to take Mason Crosby. Now, am I saying it as confidently as I would have at the beginning of the season? Absolutely not. But you're still going to have to roll out with Mason Crosby because he has so much experience kicking at Lambeau. He understands the wind. He understands how to kick in the cold. And on top of that, he's been in almost every situation possible. And you know one thing about him is he's going to be resilient. You saw it earlier against Cincinnati this year where he couldn't make a kick for his life. But when it came down to it in overtime, you just knew he was going to come through. He wasn't going to miss four kicks. He might miss three, but he was going to find a way to make that last one to win the game for the Packers. 
All right, well, we'll keep this topic rolling along. Which role players are going to have to step up the most for the Packers to win the Super Bowl? Give us a call, 414-799-1250, or tweet us at 1250AM, the fan. It's Toby Altizer here with Sam Schmitz. We'll be right back in a few minutes here on 1250AM, the fan. Welcome back to Sparky's Midday Madness. No Sparky today. Enjoying a long weekend. You got me, Toby Altizer, alongside Sam Schmitz. We're talking about the Packers. What role players are going to need to step up the most for the Packers to win the Super Bowl? Got a tweet here from Tony in Texas, regular caller on the Bar Winkler Show in the mornings. Says the stat that is important in which Bill Barnwell stresses is quarterback rating. Rodgers is a 105.5 this year. What does the Packers' defense allow? Well, Tony, I have it for you. They're eighth in passer rating allowed, 87.3. Very good against the pass. Very good against the pass. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and talk about defense. Who do you think needs to step up on this defense? What role players are going to need to step up the most for the Packers to win the Super Bowl? Let's look at the defensive side of the ball here. They are seventh in yards per game. They're fifth in points per game. The defense has been really the strong point of this football team. They've played extremely well. Let's look at a couple guys that I think maybe are guys that you're really going to need to step up. I did mention that Zedarius and Jair are possibly back at practice this week. That would be huge. A couple guys that I think need to step up. We talked about this a little bit uh, last week on the Toy Drive Live, me and Sam Schmitz. Rasul Douglas, Chandon Sullivan, Kevin King. I think those guys are some guys that you might need to see step up, especially guys that are going to be thrust into big roles. Rasul Douglas has played really, really well. You're going to need him to keep playing at a high level. Let's look at this Packers defense. They are ninth in passing yards per game. They only allow 219.2 yards per game. They have got 12 interceptions. That's tied for ninth. They do allow touchdowns through the air. They've given up 21. But overall, the Packers have been a very good pass defense. They've been a good defense overall. But they need to do a better job maybe of limiting the touchdowns. So who do, who needs to step up most as the role players on this Packers team? And I think one of the guys that we need to talk about is Kevin King, Chandon Sullivan, Rasul Douglas. And I think maybe if you're looking at those guys, the guys that have played well so far for this Packers team have been Rasul Douglas, Kevin King when he's been on the field. I know a lot of people aren't very happy with him, you know, because he's just Kevin King and he allows big plays. But for the most part, he's been okay. The guy that I think needs to step up more is Chandon Sullivan. If you're going to be covering guys in the slot, and let's just say, for instance, that they don't get Jair back because they played so long this season without Jair, I still think that this team could possibly win a Super Bowl without Jair. I know earlier I thought maybe they can't because it's just going to be too much to overcome. But you know what? I'm done with doubting this Packers team because I've done it. When they lost all these guys, I've done it when they lost Jair. I've done it when they said they're, they're done with Zedarius. I've done it when David Bakhtiari has this setback, and who knows when he'll be back. You know, you thought about it when Elton Jenkins goes down. But you know what? This Packers team, no matter who is on the field, whether it be backups, the starters, the stars, they find a way to get it done. And so Rasul Douglas has been good enough for this Packers team. I think Stokes is good. I don't know that you want to go into a playoff matchup with Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas and Kevin King as your top three corners, and that's it. It's not ideal. You want Jair there, but they they could find a way to win it. But a guy that needs to step up is Shannon Sullivan because there's going to be a lot of guys in the slot that are going to play major roles for this football team that they're going to face, and you're going to have to be able to stop them. 
And this Packers defense has struggled a little bit to get pass rush, it seems like. And so the DBs are going to have to play very good on the back end, not to allow big plays. Uh, some other guys on the defensive side of the ball that I think are going to need to step up. And they've been playing well. I'm not When I mention these guys' names, I'm not saying they're not playing well, but they're going to have to continue to play at a high level or step it up even a little bit more if they want to win a Super Bowl. Because right now I think this Packers team is good enough, but when it comes playoff time and you have to play Tom Brady at home again, you're going to need some role players to really play big for you guys. So let's look at some of the other guys. Dean Lowry I think has played really well this year. Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki. Those guys have played well. But without Zedarius on the field, I feel like they haven't got enough pass rush. They need to improve their pass rush. They've been good against the run. They're ninth in rushing yards allowed at 102.5 yards per game. They are allowing 4.3 yards per carry, though. So teams maybe just don't commit to the run as much as they should, and that's usually because the Packers are either containing them or they're winning the game, whatever it is. But they are allowing middle of the pack in yards per carry but they aren't allowing many touchdowns. They're tied for sixth fewest and rushing touchdowns allowed at nine touchdowns. So this defense, defensive line, specifically the defensive ends, I think they need to find a better way to get to the passer. Maybe that falls on Preston Smith as well. The, right now the Packers are tied for 15th in the league in sacks at 28. So they have gotten to the passer some, but maybe not as much as you, you need to, especially when you're missing a lockdown corner like Jair. You need to find ways to get after the quarterback Especially if you think about it, what's the recipe to beat Tom Brady ever, any time? Especially in the cold at Lambeau Field in January. It's to get after him, move his, get him off the spot, move his feet. And I don't know that they did a good enough job of that last year, although he did throw the three interceptions. He did you know, kind of struggle, but they, they didn't find a way to win that game. But what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to get more pass rush and then I think the other guy that we could look at as a role player that needs to step up for the Packers on defense is a guy like Chris Barnes. We mentioned Devondre Campbell, who's played really well as an inside linebacker, all-pro type level. You need another guy. And I think we saw flashes of how good Chris Barnes can be a couple weeks ago. He played super well, flying to the ball, making big hits. That's what you want. This team needs to continue to have its middle-of-the-pack guys, the guys that aren't getting paid the big dollars, but the, not necessarily the guys that are at the end of the roster. You need those middle-of-the-pack guys to continue to play good football, and I feel like for the most part, they have. So you need these guys to continue playing at this level if you want to win a Super Bowl, and I think the Packers are in a spot right now where they're good enough to win a Super Bowl right now, but then they can also add in Jair, they can also add in Zedarius, then you add in Bakhtiari, and it just takes them over the top. Now, we're going to talk about the offense coming up here, but before that, let's get to Tony in Texas. Tony, what's going on? Hey, Toby, I want to follow up on your point on the pass rush. I'm going to get even more specific with you on Brady. That pass rush has got to be up the middle, Yep. and Kenny, Kenny Clark can't do it all himself. And, and Brady's really not good when you – any quarterback's going to struggle, but it's specifically a – you know, older quarterback like Brady that, that, you know, is all about timing. If you can get that pass rush up the middle of Dean Lowry – and Tyler, Tyler Lancaster, who have flashed this year, have really stepped up. That will do wonders for that pass defense, you know, the guys that were concerned about, like Chandon Sullivan to Kevin Kings. But that's what I think is a huge factor, Toby, going into the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, and you saw it a couple weeks ago. Washington was able to beat Tampa Bay, and Tampa wasn't very sharp in general. But one reason was early in that game, Jonathan Allen, who's playing really well this season, defensive tackle for the Washington football team, got in there and hit Tom Brady and put it in his mind that there was going to be a pass rush up the middle. I think you're absolutely right, Tony. 
Hey, and usually, you know, turnovers dictate these games. I don't know if Sam can comment on this, but we have seen so many heartbreaking Packer losses in the playoffs, Toby, where the Packers have actually won the, the turnover differential. I go back to the Seattle game, and even last year against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brady threw three picks. And the turnovers are always huge, but it just seems like the Packers, for somehow, some reason, lose these games. But turnovers is always a huge stat in the playoffs, though. Yeah, and the Packers right now, I, I don't have this stat in front of me. I have just about every other stat, but I don't have this one. I believe they're a plus nine in the turnover differential this season. So they have done a good job of turning the other team over. They've done a good job of limiting turnovers. But you're right. I mean, they they get Brady for three picks in the NFC Championship game last year, and they're unable to finish it off. Yeah, so it's about finishing them off, like you said. And, and great to hear you and Sammy on during the midday. I'll keep on listening. Y'all have a great rest of your show. Appreciate it, Tony. Tony in Texas listening on the Odyssey app down there in Texas. I think the Dallas area team that uh, heads to Washington next week. And hopefully you can get a win there in Washington, or that Washington can beat Dallas and then help keep helping out the Packers here. Because this Packers team, they got a little bit of help yesterday with some of the teams losing. Um, the Vikings lose to the Lions. The Bears lose. They got a chance to wrap up the NFC North next week I think if you're worried about the one seed which I think obviously you are more so than NFC North uh, you might have wanted the Bears to win yesterday but that wasn't the case but like I said the Bears actually played okay I wasn't super impressed with that Cardinals team yesterday but they were just getting Kyler Murray back they were just getting DeAndre Hopkins back after missing a couple weeks so they found a way to continue to win football games right now out of all the teams in the NFC the two teams that I think have played the best football overall would be the Cardinals and the Packers. The Cardinals have seemed to, every single week, come out and play good as well, just like the Packers, where it seems like they're never overmatched. They don't necessarily always dominate an opponent, but they also don't come out and lay a dud. And I've seen duds from the Buccaneers. I've seen duds from the Rams. I've seen duds from a lot of teams in the AFC. I've seen duds from the Cowboys. But I haven't necessarily seen those kind of games yet out of the Packers, and out of the Cardinals. You're hoping that the Cardinals have a few of those coming down the stretch if you want that one seed if you're the Packers. But I don't know how important it, that one seed is for the Packers. But I know one thing that is important for this Packers team. We'll talk about it when we come back, come back from a break here. They are league average in the offensive categories. 14th in yards, 18th in points. But they are well below league average in another category. We'll talk about it when we come back here on 1250 AM. The fan, it's Toby Altizer hanging out with you along with Sam Schmitz. We'll talk more about the Packers, their role players, who needs to step up for the Packers to win a Super Bowl next on The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. No Sparky Pfeiffer today. Enjoying a long weekend celebrating Christmas all month like he does. Well, two months. I think he was celebrating last month before Thanksgiving, too. Setting up about 100 Christmas trees in a house, his house, something like that. But Sparky's enjoying a long weekend. But instead, you got me, Toby Altizer, Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass. We're talking about this Packers football team. You want them to win a Super Bowl. We want them to win a Super Bowl. What role players for the Packers are going to have to step up the most for the Packers to win that Super Bowl that we all want to see. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMAFAN. Tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Sam at under, double underscore Schmitz, I believe. And 
we've talked about the defense. We've talked about the putrid special teams. I teased it before the break. The offense has been 14th in yards per game. They've been 18th in points per game, but they have been well below league average in this statistic, and that is red zone touchdowns. I think we all knew it. Caller mentioned it earlier. 25th in the league in red zone touchdown percentage at 55.3%. That's simply not going to be good enough, especially when you consider, I brought it up earlier, that Mason Crosby is not exactly automatic, even from inside the red zone. That's very frustrating to think about, but the Packers just simply need to convert. They need to score touchdowns in the red zone. So what players need to step up for that to happen? I think a couple guys need to do that. I think you need MVS to step up. I think you need Alan Lazard to step up. I think you need guys like Josiah DeGuara to step up. I want to read off to you the top wide receivers for the Packers or the top players in receiving yards for the Packers. All right, we all know who number one is. That's Devontae Adams. He's already over 1,000 yards receiving on the year. One of the best, if not the best, probably the best, top two, not two, as he says, receiver in the NFL. 1,083 yards for Devontae Adams. Pacing the field by quite a bit. Number two in receiving yards for the Green Bay Packers. Randall Cobb. 375. Seems like a decent pickup for uh, Aaron Rodgers. General manager Aaron Rodgers brings in his boy, second leading receiver on the team. Number three, MVS, 309 yards. Not a whole lot. Number four, Aaron Jones, 298 yards receiving. And number five, A.J. Dillon, 261. I think you're going to need some of these guys to step up. I understand Randall Cobb was brought in here and he's been playing well for the Packers. He wasn't supposed to be your number two receiver. MVS, Lazard, someone was supposed to be. And I think one of those guys, MVS and Lazard especially, need to step it up. So far this season, MVS has 17 receptions, 309 yards, two touchdowns. That's 18 yards per reception. Alan Lazard has 19 receptions for 223 yards, three touchdowns, 11 yards per reception. One of those guys needs to pick it up. Aaron Rodgers needs to have a clear-cut number two wide receiver, I believe. And I know he passes the ball to the running backs quite a bit. He gets the ball to Aaron Jones. He gets the ball to A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones isn't quite 100% yet, I don't think, but he's going to continue to get healthier, and they're going to continue to use him more. But outside of Devontae Adams, and LaFleur does a good job of allowing Aaron Rodgers to spread the ball around, but he needs to have somebody to step up. I I got frustrated a couple weeks ago watching Alan Lazard And I know that a lot of Packers fans like Lazard because he does the things that wide receivers don't generally do, and he's very humble about it. He's willing to block. He understands he's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league, and he does a good job of it. But the reality is he's not playing tight end. He's not getting paid to block. I get the wide receivers in the floor system need to block. I get it. Uh, And you can keep defending him all you want. But at some point, the dude has to make some catches, make an impact catching the football. And he just simply hasn't done that. 223 yards on the season. Worked into December already. You need someone on this team to have more than 375 yards as your second receiver. Devontae Adams has almost three times more than anyone else on this team. And I get that Rodgers throws the ball to Devontae a lot, and I have no problem with him throwing it to Devontae a lot because he's the best receiver in the league. I'm not one of those guys that's going to complain be saying that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball to Devontae too much. But what he needs is he needs another guy on this team whether it's MVS, whether it's Lazard, whether it's Josiah DeGuara. The reason I bring him up, you're missing Robert Tunyon. 
And this is a huge opportunity for Josiah Deguara. It's big for him. It's also big for Goody. He gets to see what he spent a draft pick on in Josiah Deguara. So far this season, he's had one touchdown, 12 catches, 103 yards. He's going to have to step it up too because there really isn't a receiving threat at tight end. Mercedes Lewis has been used a little bit, but what receiving threat is there going to be that's going to step up for Aaron Rodgers when it comes down the stretch here? I'm not going to say that he doesn't have the weapons. I know that frustrate Gary uh, on the program earlier on the big show. He always says Aaron Rodgers has the weapons. All right, fine, he does. We'll, 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 we're not going to argue that. But one of these guys needs to step up and make some plays. 375 yards is your second leading receiver at this point in the season. That's not enough. And that's Randall Cobb having, what, two or three games where he's done something? You need guys to step up for this football team, and they're lacking on the offensive side of the ball. That being said, the Packers rank ninth in passing the football. But it's ninth. The top eight teams are averaging over 273 yards a game. The Packers are averaging just under 250. They haven't been super great with it. But that being said, let's look at what else, what other players I think need to step up for the Packers to win the Super Bowl. And you can give us a call, 414-799-1250. Got about 15 minutes here before we have the Rami Show with Dan Plucker filling in, talking all things, you know, basketball, football, whatever it is. But I think when we look at this Packers team, I think the unit that has impressed the most, and there was a piece on The Athletic that I saw that says the underrated MVP for this Packers team is Andy Stenovich, getting those guys to play well up front. And I think that's a continued role players that need to continue to play well and continue to step up. Josh Nijman, John Runyon, Patrick Lucas, as Peter Schrager would call him, Lucas Patrick, Royce Newman, Billy Turner. Those guys have played well. They've played really well, especially considering you're missing Elkton Jenkins now, considering you've been missing all season long, all pro, one of the top left tackles in the league, David Bakhtiari. They've played so well to the point that Aaron Rodgers has said of Yash Nijman, I don't even have to worry about the left side of the line. That's how impressive he's played. Good for him. These guys need to continue to play this well. They've only given up 23 sacks on the season, which is 11th best in the league, and they've done a good job of protecting the quarterback. They haven't maybe gotten the push that they'd like in the run game. They're only averaging about 4.1 yards per carry, which is 20th in the NFL, so maybe they need to improve a little bit of the efficiency in the run game. I'm not going to fault them because I feel like they've done a decent job running the football, and I think now that you get into December, into January at Lambeau Field, I think you're going to see A.J. Dillon start to up that yards per carry up a little bit. Because I think A.J. Dillon, at this time of the year, at Lambeau Field, it's snowy, it's cold. Nobody wants to tackle that guy. So I think they're going to be fine there. But I think we look at this offense, top to bottom. I think the guy I would point out, or guys I would point out that need to step up, and I don't really care which one it is, MVS and Alan Lazard need to step it up for this football team. The offensive line has played well. I think we look at the defense, we can name guys to step up. But the guys that played really well in the defense... I think special teams, we look at them, you'd say that Steven Wordle needs to pick it up or Mason Crosby, whoever it is on that field goal unit, needs to pick it up. But on top of that, your returners need to pick it up. But we, this is a broken record at this point. Packers, special teams, they don't go hand-in-hand hand very well. We understand that. So maybe the special teams is kind of what it is. But someone on this offense needs to step up as a second receiving target. I think Dan and Racine agrees with me. Dan, what's going on today? Hey, Toby, you're, man, you're spot on, man. This is exactly what's ticking me off when I'm watching this on TV. 
it, it's just a matter of it, it doesn't look like they want it, man. There's no stretching out. There, there's just I don't know. I I can't understand what they see in these guys that we would bring somebody in beside Lazard and MVS. I think they should have went full tilt on um, the dude that went to the Rams. Odell. They just, yeah, Odell Beckham, exactly. I mean, they just, I don't know. You're right, man. This is all relies on them, too. Them and Mason Crosby, if we don't get there, it's going to be because of that. Because I, I just don't see blowouts coming in the playoffs. And every catch is going to be, you know, you got to you gotta have that. But like you were saying, I kind of caught it in the mix as Dylan, man. That guy's been a surprise. He's a beast. They got to go just two backs. I'm comfortable with that. But when that ball's got to be thrown on third down, these dudes got to be ready, man. Otherwise, yeah. this is it. You're done. 100%, Dan. Thanks for the call. I agree. I mean, the thing is, it is frustrating to watch this Packers team at times because you know some of these guys can make plays. You've seen it with MVS deep down the field, and some of it's on Rodgers. He's had MVS open down the field at times, and he's missed him. But even then, how many opportunities is that that he's missed? That's going to add that yardage total up because MVS catches the long bombs. But even so, it's not like it's tons and tons that you can say Aaron Rodgers hasn't been on his case and he keeps missing all the deep balls, which he hasn't been great on the deep ball this season. So there is a little bit of that. But overall, I feel like these receivers that are not named Devontae Adams are not playing exceptionally well for the Packers. That being said, the Packers are ninth in passing yards, so they're still getting it done passing the football. But you just got to think that at some point, teams are going to find a way to slow down Devontae Adams. I don't know that there's a true way to stop Devontae Adams, because he is the best receiver in football. He's going to find a way to get open, whether it's, you know, they're bracketing him in double coverage or, you know, they're pressing him with another guy over the top. Whatever it is, they're going to find a way to slow him down. You're never going to fully stop him. You saw that. I, I don't think you can just cover Devontae Adams man-to-man because even the best corners in the league cannot cover Devontae Adams one-on-one. You've seen that with Jalen Ramsey. I think the only guy I would say I would like to see one-on-one with them plays on the same team as him. I think Jair Alexander is the best cover corner in the league. But outside of Devontae Adams, who on this football team are you trusting to run a route that can get open and get the ball? Because you need one of those guys. And maybe you were going to depend on Tunyon to do some of that, and he's gone now. But you you really are going to have to find, I think, a clear number two type guy. I think Aaron Jones is going to play a big role in them in the with them in the passing game, and that's fine. But I feel like at some point, unless you're going to line up in two back sets where you have Dylan and Jones on the football field at the same time, there needs to be another receiver, a tight end, whoever it is, getting the ball down the field and being an effective option. And maybe it's Randall Cobb. He is the second leading receiver on this team right now. He hasn't been like spectacular, but he's still been good for this team. Maybe it has to be Randall Cobb because maybe that chemistry that he has with Aaron Rodgers coming out of the slot, finding little holes in the defense, whatever it is, maybe it has to be him. But I think someone not named Devontae Adams needs to step up in the passing game for the Green Bay Packers. As we wind down here on Sparky's Midday Madness here with Toby Altizer, Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass, let's talk with Dan Plucker. He's going to be filling in on the Rami show today. What do we? What can we expect on the Rami show today? Yeah. Hold on. Here there we go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pretty good show. Uh, we'll be talking a lot of bucks. 
Uh, a lot of Packers, of course, and we'll talk with uh, Jared Greenberg from NBA TV, a reporter on NBA TNT as well. Looking forward to that conversation. Get into a little bit of the Bucks free agents that have come here. You know, Boogie Cousins, a couple big signings, Wes Matthews as well. Maybe some Bucks fans hoping John Wall gets cut and winds up in Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't know few, about that. Few, few different things, you know. There's there's a little bit of momentum there. And so uh, in the second half of the 3 o'clock hour, I'm going to flat out ask it. Is Milwaukee becoming a destination for these in-season free agents? They've missed out on a lot of them throughout the the last couple of years, and now since they've actually won a championship, is there some real momentum here for some ring chasers to be coming to Milwaukee? There, there very well could be the case, especially as we get closer to you know the NBA trade deadline, all these different things as the season progresses. Directions for certain teams are not going the way they expect. They start to yeah. cut some of those bigger contracts. How many of those guys can we expect to come to Milwaukee and help another push, especially now that Brooke Lopez looks like he's going to be out for a while longer? Uh, um, and DiVincenzo's on his way back. We'll we'll touch on all of that stuff as well with well, uh, Jared Greenberg. And with, uh, I think, and we saw it this past weekend, I think P.J. Tucker laying it out there of how awesome it is to play in Milwaukee is going to have an impact on some of these free agents. Sure. Because I know they didn't, you know, they, they traded for him. But he was only here for a couple months. People, like, it's, but right. he was ingrained into the Milwaukee Bucks culture, he was we one dogs. with the, he was one yeah, he was one with the city of Milwaukee for a little bit. It seemed like, and he just loved it here. And I think when you have a guy that is as well spoken as PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. as well respected as PJ Tucker, saying, "Man, I loved my time in Milwaukee." I think mm-hmm. maybe it could have an impact. Well, and if if I think if PJ had it his way, he'd still be here. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and it's no no knock on him whatsoever. Um, and maybe no knock on the Bucks organization either, because maybe the price tag was too high. Obviously, the Heat gave him what was it like eight and a half million dollars yeah. a year? Probably a little bit too much for a guy like PJ Tucker. No, again, no disrespect to him, but he's going to help the Heat, and we saw a little bit of that in, in uh, the game on Saturday. I mean, he didn't per- necessarily perform the greatest. He didn't have his best game of the year by any stretch of the means. But we all know the type of player that PJ Tucker is, and and the impact that he can have on the game. Now, hopefully, the Bucks get a little bit of that back with the addition of Wes Matthews, who I expect the Bucks to uh, use on either James Harden or Kevin Durant in the playoffs when that inevitable matchup happens again. So we'll we'll get into a little bit of that Milwaukee Bucks talk a little bit further than the discussion we're having here uh, with Jared Greenberg. And then in the back half of this upcoming hour, on uh, the 4 o'clock hour, uh, I'm going to be bringing up these teams in the NFC, and I want to know which ones of them don't concern you. Really? Because they're because I think we've talked about it so many times, you know, like who are your top five teams in the yeah. NFC, in the NFL, all of these different mm-hmm. things. Well, are you against the grain on any of these dudes or on any, any of these teams? Is there a team out there where, you know, some people are really hyper concerned with them and you're like, I would be pretty confident if the Packers played them actually yeah. like in a playoff game. It is interesting because we always talk about the Buccaneers because of mm-hmm. Tom Brady. You talk about the Cowboys because they're supposedly America's team. Mm-hmm. You talk about all these teams, but then everyone forgets about the Cardinals. Are they someone that we really need to be worried about? I think right now I'd still be most worried about the Buccaneers just because Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and you know, it's Tom Brady. So I'll go through all those teams in the playoff hunt on the NFC side of things, especially that are actually in the playoffs right now. And we'll discuss the Washington football uh, team, which teams are there (laughs) that you don't uh, worry about. And I will or will not confirm if the Washington football team is one of my teams. Uh, And then to start off the show, uh, pro football focus project, 
projected a four-year, $93 million contract for Devontae Adams. That's like $24 million a year right around. Uh, Are you willing to pay him that much? Because that is quarterback money, folks. That is what Jimmy Garoppolo was making, essentially, uh, in a wide receiver. And so can you afford to do that? Are you willing to give a wide receiver one that position? Because the only player right now that make that, well, the, the leading wide receiver right now is DeAndre Hopkins, if yep. I'm correct. He's playing with Kyler Murray on a rookie contract. 100%. I, I am concerned that the only team that would be able to sign Devontae is a team that has a quarterback on a rookie contract. So yeah. we'll get into that discussion as well. That's going to be a fun one with Dan Plucker on the Rami show. I think another thing that you saw in that article was Devondre Campbell. They had ranked as number 33 on their top 75. Yep, we're going to go through that whole list. Yep, so that'll be interesting talk. You, talk, you got the Rami show coming up with Dan Plucker talking Packers, Bucks, Devontae Adams, will he stay in Green Bay, how much is he going to make? All those things coming up here on 1250 AM. The Fan, it's been fun hanging out with you for an hour on Sparky's Midday Madness we're going to hang it up here, and then we'll be right back in a few minutes with Dan Plucker on the Rami Show. Coming up in just a few, it's been me, Toby Altizer, with Sam Schmitz on Sparky Midday Madness. Dan Plucker up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.